Life's like a box of chocolates. Here in Shepherd, little spatulas, wooden spoons. It's a shepherd. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Woo! Kitchens can be scary. Yo, we could slip on some dairy. Oh no, there goes Mary Berry. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Woo! These are genuine real tales. None of them include the eight gas mail. They are all Chef Tales. Ooh, Chef Tales. Woo! Every day he's making jet tails. Woo! Organising the private pie but don't want the hassle of cooking for it all yourself? Have you got a corporate event booked but not sure where to start looking in regards to catering? It's okay. Sweet as a nut has got this. Run by a husband and wife team, Sweet as a Nut Catering are an experienced wedding events catering company based in Ferndown with over 25 years of experience. Whether it's a barbecue that you're after or a hog roast, Sweet as a Nut Catering will work with you to create something that you and your guests will love and remember. Pop an email to sweetasnutcatering at hotmail.co.uk or check out the website at www.sweetasnutcatering.com Sweet as Nut Catering, it's what we do. Hello all, welcome to the Chef Tells Podcast. It is I, Matty Boy, Matthew John Philip Jones, Bombhead, MJ, PJ. Welcome to another enthralling tale of the, sh- of the Chef Tells Podcast. A podcast like no other. I'm not sure about that bit, but you at least get to hear me rant about stuff. That's the best part of it. (laughs) Kobe, my youngest, turned 10 a few weeks ago. And that shit really hit me hard. Double figures. It doesn't even seem possible. Next Next September, he'll be in high school. The boy has already got a ponytail. Oozing with confidence. Joanna's obviously gone through her first year of high school. It just, yeah, I've said it before. Just the time just... (sighs) flies by. Now, a classic was said to me not too long ago. As we turned up to the wedding venue with our free gas barbecues. Sorry. I've been um, cooking on on gas purely for convenience. Obviously, charcoal is better. With a gas barbecue, though, I can fold it away and wheel it back to the van. You can't with a charcoal one. But anyway, like I was saying, as I turned up to set up the barbecues, the owner's son said, Oh, so you are actually cooking on a barbecue then? To which I looked surprised and went, Well, yeah, how how did you... Your brother used to do it. Now, these were virtually his words. He would... Basically, use a griddle, a large one to cover, like, gas hobs. Get the scorch marks on the burgers. Cook them sous vide. And then freeze the fuck out of them all. That's why there's so many freezers dotted around here. He'd defrost it all. And on the day, he'd get it ready for 11am. We were both, me and Charlotte, gobsmacked. Bear in mind, food is served at 4pm for a wedding breakfast. 
It might not be accurate with those timings, but I don't know why you would get it ready so early. What enjoyment would you actually get doing it that, that way as well? I fucking wouldn't. Get any enjoyment, I mean. Why would you do it like that? The fact of the matter is that there is no enjoyment. Just pure fucking laziness. Cookie burger sous vide on the day, yeah, sure, okay. I don't see the point, but to fully cook them and then freeze the fuck out of them? Yuck. I don't understand his logic. This is when the barbecue menu was a standard menu with no choices on what meat you had. It was burger, sausage, fucking, I don't know, maybe some vegetarian option, I don't know. But So weddings, month in advance, he'd have all the meat cooked in a freezer. Yummy. Now, the wedding fair at the venue was fast approaching. It was bigged up that we had to be there, which is understandable, of course, and that we should be providing a hog roast for, to guests. Numbers to expect were all over the place from numerous people. We were told 300 people, we were told 100. So, either way, we're having to pay for the, uh, for the wedding fair as well, even though we're the preferred caterer, which we couldn't quite understand why we'd have to do that and in fork out money there um, I said let's just do canopy I just opted to just do canopies Charlotte was on my case a few days prior to the wedding fair about booking a holiday we can't I said we should wait until we see what happens with this wedding fair we can't wait for them is what she replied with she finally agreed that is what we would do. Well, it turned out to be an absolute shit fucking show of a wedding pair. Miss Figgy, Miss Figgy, <laughs> Miss Piggy organised it. When we arrived, I asked the owner's son how many other caterers were there. Um, only one, I think. Oh, okay. I didn't expect it just to be us. Because that would be fucking, that would be silly if I thought it was just going to be us as I said earlier it felt like they made it out to be a big deal that you know we were told that you have to be there which like I say we can understand after we set up our stall we had a look around we counted seven other caterers there fucking seven one said hello and I froze as I thought what the fuck is this shit what is this all about I said to Charlotte, naturally, that put me in a bad mood instantly. One catering company called Vanilla, the chef looked just as boring as the fucking name sounds. He was opposite us, with a tiny table and no tasters to try. We weren't in a prime position, being in the marquee, where people went in first off. That's where they first went into. I think some people didn't even know that we were there. There's a group of us suppliers that are regularly at Wedding Wednesdays and it felt like we were an afterthought. I might be wrong, they might have wanted to be in the house and, you know, be like tucked up away. <laughs> but that's my, um, that's my opinion. Now, I wasn't expecting Miss Piggy to suck my cock and roll up the red carpet saying, here are your wedding caterers, they're part of the mid-week package, blah, blah, blah. Some form of acknowledgement would have been nice though, but there was zero. Initially, what we were hoping to get from this wedding fair was half a dozen bookings, I would say. 
you know, at least. But there were two other wedding fairs on that day as well, which were local. So somebody didn't do their homework. And we think somebody was struggling to get supplies there, hence why there's fucking seven other caterers. Anyway. Um, instead, instead of them getting half a dozen bookings, what we had was numerous couples that we'd already booked, booked in with us to say hi, which was nice, don't get me wrong, but that was it. One lady asked me about a wedding venue by the sea. Why the fuck are you here if this is what... Why the fuck are you here if this isn't, this isn't where you're going to get fucking married? Or your son or whatever it fucking was, I can't remember. One couple who spoke to us. We have a taste of booking... One, one couple who spoke to us have a taste of booked in with us. The guy, we're both not too keen on, to be honest. We mentioned that we don't have use of the fryers at the venue as they were looking at having fish and chips for the evening for around 100 people. This is obviously not your normal size fish and chips, but bite size, but even so, yeah, a fucking lot of work on anybody and, and two fucking fryers. Fuck that shit. <laughs> um, how come you can do chips for the wedding breakfast then if, if you haven't got fries? Yeah, the guy like, said to us, looking all smart, as if he was Mr. Smartass. I said, well, we bring our own. Their fries have been condemned. He just seemed to be a pain in the ass and know it all. <laughs> it turns out that they're looking to get rid of everything in regards to equipment to cook with in the kitchen, apart from the rationale and the fridge. I can understand selling all of the other equipment, which is dotted around the place, as there's shitloads, and I mean shitloads, everywhere. You know, um, fucking plate rings, plate stacks, fucking... Vacuum pack machines, mixers, this, that, yeah, the list goes on and on and on. But selling the gas stoves, selling, you know, what, because they, because they cost a fortune apparently to run. Okay, so it'll just be a kitchen with an oven. You might as well sell that and have no kitchen facilities at all. Expect your caterers to literally turn up with everything. It's just, doesn't make sense to me and I can see that happening like us turning up for a wedding and there being no gas stoves <clears throat> and I've got to do a fucking three course meal better get that magic wand out of my fucking ass. the social club is closing where me and Luke have been playing snooker sad really but then we've only ever seen it busy in there a couple of times and we knew full well that it was on the cards Apparently the place hasn't been hasn't made money since May two thousand. Yep, that's right. You heard me. May two thousand. They had to sell a couple of houses in that time. Fuck it out. I mean, wow. Anyway, I've been inquiring about getting our foot in the door at other wedding venues, and fortunately, I've been successful with a couple. We cannot put our eggs all in one basket and think. For example, sweet forty weddings next year. At this venue, we don't need anything else. You know, you've heard this story kind of like before with me. Anyway, they, the venue, could do the same as what they did with the golf club and the sports club and get rid of us and say that they're not, we're not the preferred caterer anymore. And then what? I mean, 
They could do that at any time. That's in our contract. We think we have about 20 booked, 20 weddings booked next year so far. And they couldn't, they couldn't go to a couple and ask them to go with another caterer as we're not the preferred caterer anymore. We would still honor those bookings regardless of if we weren't like then you know, the official caterer for next year so if, if that makes sense if they did um get rid of us then i'd imagine if they did um let's say get rid of us if if uh, they changed yeah the caterer then i'd imagine that they could lose a lot of bookings it's always been my way of thinking and Shah agrees with me in regards to making sure that we've got something else lined up or something else on the cards it's no different from when we catered at the sports club when I was taking on bookings for the outside catering, not as many as I would have liked, but still, or like I say, at that wanky golf club. We were limited at that place because of having a contract and being there four or five days a week, but I didn't mind doing a function in the evening. If we had paid rent at that place, it simply would have not been worth it. It was a base for the company, we made a bit of money from it, and that was it as far as we were concerned. One member of staff said, this is, I'm going back to the actual current venue that we're at. One member of staff said to me, I don't know what's up with Miss Piggy today. Obviously, he didn't say Miss Piggy, she said her actual name. I said, today, her shit, don't stink attitude speaks for itself. The same staff member noticed that there was been milk spilt in the fridge. I had noticed it because it was most of their shit in there, which... Again, there's another thing that pisses me off. You go into a fucking catering venue and you can't even put any food in there because it's got fucking booze in there. Put it in your fucking bar. <laughs> can't even use the fridge and it's on the same day. It's ridiculous. And, uh, anyway. So the staff member said, oh, fuck's sake, somebody has spilt milk in this fridge. Miss Piggy, did you know that? Miss Piggy, her response was, yeah, it was me. I did it earlier, I just couldn't be fucked to clean it up. The other the staff member goes, do you want me to clean it up? She replied with, to be honest, I don't really care, I don't give a fuck, and walked off. At that point, I would have said, you're shit, you're mess, you fucking clean it up, you lazy cunt. Her attitude literally is that she's untouchable and arrogant fucking whore. <laughs> The last wedding that we catered for, we only had confirmation about six weeks ago, and it ended there. There were a couple who had been in touch, and the last email that Charlotte received from them was in December. Fast forward four months later, and the bride-to-be emails Charlotte about her food choices. They had paid the venue half of, the f of their first deposit in that year that had been booked in, and that's it. They paid us fuck all. The groom tried to cancel the wedding, but the other half found out and she said, no, it's still going ahead. We had to send them an email to say that money needs to be in our account by a certain date. Otherwise, we're not catering for you. Simple as that. Literally, two weeks to the day, payment had been made. They had to get a loan out. Fuck that. A couple of days ago, a 12-year-old and a 17-year-old died on Bournemouth Beach. Eight other people were injured on that day. One guy was arrested for manslaughter, who was later released, as it was nothing to do 
with him. But as soon as that you hear that, you think, what the fuck was he doing? Is he trying to drown people? That's what we. That's what my first initial reaction was. People were making up stories of what fucking happened. Like they jumped. That these kids jumped off the pier, and a jet ski collided with them. And then it was this boat. That people said. The worst part of it all is the sick fucks who filmed the paramedics desperately trying to save the lives of these poor kids and put it on social media. Why? Why the fuck would you do that? Um, for other sick people to like it, I suppose. It's just fucking disgusting. It's no different from the disgusting human being that filmed Nicola Bully's body that was found in the river. I remember when I got... Um, into an argument about some road rage and the guy swung for me. Fortunately, he didn't knock me, knock me out or anything like that, but then I, I did swing for him. That was literally it, two punches and then we like stopped. There was traffic on the opposite, opposite side of the road and people instantly got their phones out to film it. That was when I was on bail. I mean, there's no excuse for it. Well, there was no excuse for what I did, but no excuse for fucking just getting your phone out. Oh, sweet, put this on TikTok. Filming something, Funny, film something funny, yeah, like, pardon me, like a pisshead trying to make his way or her way home. I did that last week, F- filmed somebody. It reminded me of the famous time when I was blind drunk trying to walk back to our cafe and collapsed there. I walked about two to three miles. That would have been funny to fucking watch, seeing me desperately trying to walk straight. I still don't know how I did that. My last dream was about going back into the kitchen that I've already worked in. The chef was an ass. We seemed to get on a second time. Around. Cut to the end of the dream where I was sat where I was set up to fail and I woke up with the last words that I'd said in my dream was, You're still a cunt. <laughs> I can't even remember which kitchen that was or what yeah, but yeah. Um regrets I would say taking on positions that I shouldn't have. The distance, money Sometimes, I, well, I, I was desperate to provide for my family. Not leaving a position sooner rather than later. The golf club being the prime example of that. Messi being booed by the PSG fans. Zlatan Ibrahimovic being booed by the rival fans. These guys should be showing mutual respect. Zlatan's scoring record is not to be sniffed at. 400 goals, 405 goals in 636 appearances. I mean, fucking hell. I've just found out that Charlotte's auntie, who helped us for the wedding and won't be for any more, which I'll explain, she's the one who I said, I've had enough of your shit, woman. Reasons for her not working with us. Number one. Disappearing for a cigarette just as service is about to start. She didn't ask. She just fucked off and went for a fag. Okay. Number two, eating. Fortunately, no guests saw, but Charlotte spotted her grabbing some chips. You cannot do that, she said. That's just like, unacceptable, really. What dumb ass does that? I mean, that it was in a marquee, and thankfully nobody actually saw, but apart from Charlotte. Number three, she had spoken to my mother-in-law, Lynn, and said, I hope that you get paid when, she, when Lynn works with us, which Lynn replied with, I couldn't do it otherwise. Then came the sucker punch from Charlotte's auntie. It's not even minimum wage. A fucking cunt. Wow. If you think, if you, if we're ever desperate for staff, you will not be on my fucking list, you ungrateful cow. Pack it up, pack it in. Where do I go?
I begin? My patience is wearing fucking thin. You arrogant bitch, don't ever try and start on me. It's a battle that I promise you will never win. Now go and trot back into your little corner. There's a good little pig. When is it next time I'll be seeing you? Oh yeah, don't answer. When it's feeding time at the fucking zoo. Piggy, 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 huh? Can't you see? Your voice annoys the fucking hell out of me. I know I never listen to a word you say. I drown it out because it's the only way. Piggy, 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 huh? Can't you see? Your voice annoys the fucking hell out of me. I know I never listen to a word you say. I drown it out because it's the only way. Now, when people don't say thank you, how much effort is it really? Two words to say it, that's it. No need to add a third, like sincerely. The least that you could do when you're getting milk for fucking free. Now, that's all I'm asking for. It ain't much. Next time there won't be staff mills. You can look, but you can't fucking touch. Piggy, 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 uh -huh. can't you see? Your voice annoys the fucking hell out of me. And I'll never listen to a word you say. I drown it all out because it's the only way. Piggy, 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 uh -huh. can't you see? Your voice annoys the fucking hell out of me. And I'll never listen to a word you say. I drown it out because it's the only way. Now, piggy squeal, squeal, piggy fucking fucking squeal. This has been the Chef Tales podcast with myself, Maddie Boy, Bombhead, MGPJ, Matthew John, Philip Jones. Signing off for this episode. Take care now. Bye-bye. Life's like a box of chocolates. Here it's Shepherd, little spatulas, wooden spoons. It's a Shepherd. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Ooh. Kitchens can be scary. Yo, we could slip on some dairy. Oh no, there goes Mary Berry. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Woo! These are genuine real tales. None of them include the eight gaff mayo. They are all Chef Tales. Ooh, Chef Tales. Woo! Every day he's making jet tails. Woo! -hoo -hoo.